where are the 2023 twins strongest where are they weakest and who could fill some of those weaker holes on the trade market it's all coming up on today's episode of locked on twins you are locked on twins your daily minnesota twins podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, January 15th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's a sad Sunday. I was at US Bank Stadium. Voice is a little bit hoarse. I'm screaming for those Vikings. And they lost. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the purple. Got the purple on. Sad day. We're here to look at the Twins roster, identify their strengths, identify their weaknesses. And then a little bit later on in the show today, I'm going to propose six names who could help on the trade market to fill one of their bigger holes. I think a hole that's overlooked right now, maybe in some ways, six names who could fill uh, that hole. And it is in the middle of the lineup. Uh, middle of the order bat I think still the twins could use before opening day so I have six names who could potentially fill that role some more than others and we will get to them a little bit later on we're going to start here identifying sometimes you just have to take a step back and I said last week on paper right now the twins are like an 80 to 88 win team I think they could be anywhere in there probably 84 to 86 is like their 50th percentile outcome for 2023 with this current roster Sometimes it's important to just take a step back and look at where they could get more wins and where they are getting their most wins. And Fangraphs has this super cool tool. You can sort by position and every team is ranked based on their current depth chart at each position going into the season. So it gives us an idea of where the twins are at compared to other teams because it's not about what we think of the twins. It's how the twins compare to the other clubs, the other 29 teams. So we're going to look up and down today at every position and identify their strengths because that's important to know and identify their weaknesses. We're going to start with catcher, the twins in wins above replacement. This is sorted by wins above replacement, sorted by team by depth chart and playing time is factored into it. The twins out of 30 MLB teams are tied for 15th in projected wins above replacement from their catching quartet. I don't know how many people are going to catch for the twins this year. I would guess three or four. Tied for 15th, so basically a dead league average projection for their catchers, and that's after the addition of Christian Vasquez that bumped them up. Dead average. First base, tied for 8th with 2.9 wins above replacement. Tied for 8th, so top 10 in baseball and projected wins above replacement at first. Luis Arise is a big chunk of that. Some others in that as well on the depth chart. Second base, tied for 12th at 3.4 wins above replacement, so a top 15 unit. At second, top half of the league, that's Jorge Polanco mostly at second base. At short, they're second now. Second by themselves. Tampa Bay is in first with Wander Franco. Twins are second in projected shortstop war after the addition of Carlos Correa or the return of Carlos Correa. So keep that in mind as we identify strengths here. A little bit later on, third base, they're tied for 11th. So just outside of that top 10. Left field, 24th. 24th and a bulk of that playing time is going to Joey Gallo because Max Kepler is still on the roster. 
Joey Gallo not rosy projections for wins above replacement, and they have him playing a lot of left field. 24th, you know, well in the bottom half of the league in left left field projected wins above replacement. In center field, tied for fifth. Byron Buxton is a big chunk of that, tied for fifth in center. In right field, tied for 17th. So bottom half of the league in right, bottom half of the league in left. At DH, tied for 12th, just barely in that top half of the league. Of course, the Twins at DH, especially before the universal DH, had the best designated hitter in baseball for two and a half years in Nelson Cruz. In the rotation, the Twins are 20th out of 30, bottom half in the rotation. In the bullpen, they're tied for fourth, tied for fourth in the bullpen. Bulk is part of that too, playing time. The bullpen's going to get more innings. They did last year. They're going to get more innings than other teams with a traditional you know, rotation that goes deeper into games, that doesn't have as many injury question marks. Twins bullpen is tied for fourth. In total, their pitching staff is projected to produce the 18th most wins above replacement in baseball at 14.1. So just outside of that that half, you know, that top half in batting wins above replacement defense, wins above replacement position players, they are 11th. They're 11th. So just outside of that top 10 with position players. In total, the Twins are projected at 13th in wins above replacement. And I think... That shows exactly what I'm articulating, that this is a medium-level roster right now, like just in that top half, I would say. That's how I would describe them, and that's what Fangraphs thinks as well. They're just – they just are 13th. You know, they're not exactly mid. They're a little bit better than mid, I think, on paper, but there's still so much work to do in every edition, as we always say. Every edition at this point can get you to – 11th 10th into the top 10 and now you're feeling pretty good about your playoff chances at 13th you have a fighter's chance at the playoffs absolutely but you'd like to get that into 9th or 10th before opening day the strengths of this roster I love when this just lines up it makes sense like the numbers line up with what we know the strengths of the roster are at shortstop and in center field with the twins two best players and Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa the upside in the bullpen is a current strength and the Twins have star projections on their roster. Correa, obviously a star. You know, Buxton has really rosy projections as well, because if he plays, we know he's going to provide massive value to the Twins. And Yohan Durant has star projection, you know, star level upside as well as one of the three or five best relievers in Major League Baseball. Those are the strengths. Short, center, bullpen upside this year, and they have star projections. You want to have stars on your roster. You want those five, six win players because it just raises everything, raises the floor, raises the ceiling, and it gives you just a, a way better starting point. And those are the difference makers late in the season and into the playoffs, your stars and the twins. They have star level projections on their roster. Let's look at the weaknesses and how the twins can address a prominent weakness. If you noticed the corner outfield spots, and I think it's going to look a lot different on opening day. I'll give you some names who could make sense for the Twins here on the trade market after this word from betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college, hoops to NBA, whatever you're looking for. They've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline as well. They are always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, you can use this 
on your phone. You can use it on your desktop, on an iPad, on the TV if you want, on the Safari, on the TV. BetOnline.net. It's just a great platform in whatever you desire, whatever you prefer. BetOnline.net has you covered. BetOnline.net, head over there. They have you covered. Sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. They even have sports podcasts now, and it's all there. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects, make that your next listen with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So the strengths of this roster, shortstop, center field projections going into 2023, the upside with the bullpen, and they have a more top-heavy roster, certainly with Correa back, a more top-heavy roster with hopeful depth, but you have a lot of injury questions, certainly, uh, on both sides, the pitching side and the position player side. So where are the weaknesses? I think it would surprise people because over the last couple of years, when we looked at the Twins farm system and you even looked at the Twins, their run producers, their 36 home runs with Max Kepler was in the corners. You know, Eddie Rosario hit cleanup for this team. And I think the perception is for a long time, the Twins have been set in the outfield for a while. And the outfield has been a strength for the Twins for for years. Like Rosario, Buxton, Kepler, that was the outfield. And it was seen as set and, and pretty strong. Unfortunately, Kepler could not maintain his production from 2019. Eddie is no longer with the club, of course. And Byron's still out there in center, and he has a great projection. But what's left in the corners is the 24th highest F4 projection in left and tied for 17th in right. And the Twins signed Joey Gallo. They can't get rid of Joey Gallo. He's going to play, and his projections are not rosy at all. He's going to play. But what you can do here is you can absolutely add. You can absolutely make the corners better in the outfield. And I would say right now, the Twins position player side, to be 11th, in wins above replacement going into 2023 for a projection. That's about right. Like they have a, a solid offense. It looks like it's going to be a, a good lineup that scores runs. And if they're able to stay healthy, could be really dangerous, but you can make this even deeper. You can make it even better. And I think the easiest way to do that is in one of the corner outfield spots. And here's how you do it. Max Kepler, you trade Joey Gallo becomes your right fielder, at least for the first half of the season. And that's, that's a key factor in this too. If they were to go out and trade, and I think they should, and honestly, I would not be shocked or surprised at all if they do, because I hope that this is something that's considered along with starting pitching ads. If they do add a corner outfielder via trade, if Gallo's struggling, he just your your corner outfielder you acquired just takes that spot, and left field goes to Larnick, Kirilov, you know, Nick Gordon. But right now, when Kepler is traded, or if if and when Kepler is traded. If, if Gallo's your everyday right fielder and you don't have anybody you acquire, if Gallo's terrible and you have to cut Gallo, then you're putting like Nick Gordon in right and then Kirilov's in left. And all of a sudden you're relying on guys, Kirilov and Larnick, namely, who were hurt for a lot of the last couple of years. And, and that's how the Twins get in their trouble spots when you look at the lineup and it's Jake Cave hitting fifth. That's That's how that happens. If you acquire an outfielder, it gives you not only insurance, but it gives you upside as well in the lineup. So the corners, that's what I'm looking at here. Left and right field, clear weakness, clear weakness on this roster right now. Not enough offense there. Defense looks outstanding with Gallo and Kepler. Currently, it's not going to be the that's not going to be the form, you know, the the lineup. The defense looks great. There's not enough offense from outfield corners. 
they're they're trying to maximize offense at multiple spots center third base shortstop second first base we'll see what they do with Luis Arise but you need to maximize more offense in left and right field that's a main weakness to me and and a large part of that is you're just missing a right-handed bat it's a clear weakness on the 40-man roster a corner right-handed outfielder that's it's probably the biggest weakness on the roster and in the organization honestly they don't have anybody who can who bats who hits right-handed and can play in a corner outfield spot maybe Royce Lewis ends up being that guy that would be awesome if he played left and right field and he was competent and even good out there but right now they don't have that guy so who could they add I have six intriguing names here some more like long shots others I think actually will be available but of course the better they are usually the less available they are but I think I found a middle ground with somebody I really really like on the trade market that's coming up after this word from built bar if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all the fat and calories you gotta try a built bar we just got through the holidays I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste then man I've got just the thing for you you got to try built with built healthy is actually tasty seriously they're so delicious you won't even even think they're good for you but they are perfect for your new year's resolution what makes built bar so good well for starters they're all covered in 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond and now you don't have to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars if you're close to a Sam's Club or a Walmart, run on in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Clear weaknesses to me. Left and right field, big bat out there. Right-handed. Right-handed. It's It's been a I, – if I wish I had a button every time I said it this offseason. Right-handed corner outfielder. Right-handed corner outfielder. Apparently, the Twins have kicked the tires on Adam Duvall per Darren Wolfson. Intriguing. These guys are more intriguing to me, or at least a handful of these six. So who could the twins potentially trade for here to fill one of the to fill that huge vacancy in a corner outfield spot? Now that Kyle Garlic also DFA'd, we'll see if he remains in the organization. He's not on the 40-man roster, so they legitimately have no bats they can rely on from the right side in the corners out there. Number one. Ramon Laureano, he's a name we've tossed around. I know my buddy Cody Perkle from Twins Daily tweeted about him not long ago. For those who don't know, 28-year-old Oakland Athletic, things I like about him, he can play center. He's listed as a center fielder. He can play center in a pinch. We always like that. 790 career OPS against left-handed pitching, and he's under team control through 2026. That's four seasons. If you're the Oakland A's, you have to start thinking, is Ramon Laureano even going to be part of the next winning team? in Oakland are we even going to be in Oakland the flip side of that is Loriano's coming off of a really brutal year you know shortened bad season where he didn't really hit but prior to that has a really nice track record he got suspended for PEDs or for uh substance something along those lines I don't know if that had anything to do with it but he has a, a good track record 790 career OPS center fielder control through 2026 that's four seasons Ramon Laureano is somebody to monitor as a fourth outfielder. I think he could, and he would, he could start, you know, he could start 
if Gallo is not good or if somebody goes down, Loriano can start every day against righties and lefties, but especially against lefties, 790 career OPS. Tampa, we always got to keep an eye on Tampa. And I, I keep wondering, like, who's going to be the team to trade? Like, Miami's going to trade. Who's going to be the team to trade bats? We just don't know. And I think Tampa is always a sleeper. Never forget. And, and even if you think they're not going to trade somebody, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. And I have Manuel Margot. I have two Rays out of these six on this list. Manuel Margot, 28 years old, big time splits, very good against lefties in his career, 113 way to runs created plus. That's 100 is league average, so 13% better against lefties. 20% worse than league average against righties, though, at an 80 way to runs created plus. So you would fear if somebody got hurt and Margot has to start every day against righties and lefties, that's not an ideal situation. An ideal situation is he's a platoon, fourth outfielder. He's a good outfielder, strong defender. You have control through 2024. He's going to make $7 million this year, and he's going to make $10 million next year. And then there's a buyout mutual option in 2025, but those are almost never exercised. Manuel Margot, good outfielder, right-handed. I like him in Tampa. I think this one's my favorite. Maybe. I mean, I got a couple I really like. My final four, I really, really like. Loriano Margot, interesting, probably more viable. Somebody I'm watching, though, in St. Louis is Tyler O'Neill. And he's 27. And you might wonder, like, why would they trade him? Well, he's only got two more years of team control. He had a bunch of hamstring problems last year as a shortened season. But in 2021, he was fantastic. Elite left fielder defensively. He had a 144 way to runs created plus and 5.6 wins above replacement in 2021. Like MVP caliber season, MVP candidate caliber season for Tyler O'Neill. He was awesome in his career. He has a 127 way to runs created plus against left-handed pitching. Like I said, last year was rough injuries and otherwise, but this dude is a, a big time bat. I think he would play extremely well at target field. And I love his fit in this lineup as kind of a bounce back candidate. St. Louis maybe doesn't want to sell high or sell low rather on Tyler O'Neill right now. But if they did, oof, I really, really like Tyler O'Neill right now at this point in time for the twins, a everyday left fielder. And, you know, if he does go down, cause he's an injury risk, you have Kirloff, you have some guys, as I said, you're just building depth and you're building upside. If they're healthy, Tyler O'Neill would look amazing in the middle of this lineup. We'll get to the lineup after these three. Yandy Diaz in Tampa, 31. I try to, I kind of think of Yandy. A lot of his profile is like Luis Arise, like a right-handed Luis Arise. He's an on-base monster, a little bit less average, but more pop. And he can play third or the outfield like Arise. He can play. He was atrocious at third base last year. And Louis was atrocious at third base in 2021. They just like stopped playing him there in 2022 at the beginning of the season. Just they were done. Yandy's 31. He's under team control through 2025. He's one of the Rays' best, like most consistent players. Plays first. You can play him at first every day, you know, and he gets on monster on base guy, you know, close to 400, if not at 400 on a yearly basis in, the, in on base percentage. Clearly top four hitter in a lineup. You know, he could even lead off for you. He's probably the least likely to get moved out of all these six, but it's Tampa. So how could I even say that? You never know with Tampa. Christian Walker in Arizona, 31 elite first baseman defensively, hit 36 home runs last year. Complete breakout season for Christian Walker. Over four wins above replacement. He's a free agent in 2025, so you got three seasons on him. 
first base D-backs. I think the D-backs are trying to win. I think the D-backs are trying to make a wild card spot this year and next year. So unlikely to to move Christian Walker, but they're still at a point like the Orioles last year with Jorge Lopez. It's kind of a similar situation. Yes, they're like in playoff positioning, but they're still in this window where they understand like it's not starting yet. And and hopefully it will start for us in the next couple of years. But if we're going to be real, let's sell high on, on Jorge Lopez. If we're going to be real, let's sell high on Christian Walker, potentially first baseman. Like I said, 36 homers, awesome batted ball data, awesome at first base defensively. He would be a nice ad. And you're probably wondering, like, the Twins don't need another first baseman. But what this would do as well is then you could trade away from first base, you know, in a different deal for a starting pitcher. It doesn't have to be Luis Arise. You could trade away then somebody else, you know, Kirloff. If, if you're able to bring back a frontline starter, those potential possibilities become real because you added somebody else who can play first base or a corner outfield spot. Makes everybody else more expendable. Yandy Diaz, like I said, team control through 2025, three seasons, arbitration, really like him, on base, just machine. If you had a rise, then Yandy, one, two, and then Correa and Buxton, you have 380 on base percentage. 380 on base percentage, Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, Jorge Polanco driving in those runs all day long. Just beautiful. Just beautiful possibility there. And then Christian Walker's just the power. Like, clean up fifth, right in the middle of your order, hitting for power. The last guy I picked here is kind of a personal pick because he's been on my fantasy team, so I, like, follow him closely, and he'll go on these runs where he's just insane. Ryan Mountcastle in Baltimore. I think he's part of their future. I think they view him as part of their future. But as I said, with Jorge Lopez last year, it looked like he was going to be their closer for the next three years. He had two and a half years of team control, and they traded him. They could trade Ryan Mountcastle, even though he's under team control through 2027. That's five seasons. But if they felt like they got a good enough offer, I think they would do it. Who is Ryan Mountcastle? 25-year-old, first baseman, solid first baseman. Huge power, like elite batted ball data, just destroys the ball. Again, another guy I think would play well at target field and maybe away from that expanded wall in Camden at this point for right-handed hitters. Swing and miss, he chases. You know, he's susceptible to velocity and sliders and not not a perfect hitter by any means, but ginormous power. He has 40 home run power legitimately. And his batted ball data last year says that he was pretty unlucky. And I think a big part of that is the the stadium, the wall moving back. Like he crushed the ball last year and the numbers just didn't line up. And even then, like he had a nice season, Ryan Mountcastle overall on the year, had a 106 way to runs created plus hit 250, you know, nearly two, two wins above replacement. I think he's a nice, he, if you acquired Ryan Mountcastle, like he's on your, t- he's part of your future. He's part of your future core because he's under team control for the next five seasons among these six, the one who intrigues me the most is Tyler O'Neill. And I think because he's shown the upside and I'm not saying any of these guys can't be four or five, six win players. Tyler O'Neill was that just two years ago in 2021 and he's 27. So also probably the least likely because the Cardinals are, are winning this, not, not something I think they would do right now. But all six of these, I would not be surprised if any of these players were on the Twins on opening day because they fit a Twins weakness, a clear Twins weakness, which is right-handed power. Three of them are in the outfield, in a corner. Even if you acquired a first baseman, that's fine. It creates opportunities elsewhere on the roster. Like I said last week, they are in a position where there's very few guys locked in 
to anything on this team. You have your shortstop, you have your center fielder, you have your catchers, you have your second baseman. But outside of that, everybody can either move or get traded. And it's not a surprise. It's not like anybody's untouchable out there, I don't think. And I think the Twins view it that way. And they've done that the last couple of seasons. They shake things up. And that's this front office. Part of it is they their books are clean, which they, I think, like the flexibility. They can They can shake things up. They're not locked into very much at all. So they can move whoever they want if they were to acquire one of these six guys to play a position that uproots somebody more more likely at first base. Because if you acquired one of the outfielders, you can just keep the current roster and be fine. Consider this lineup for one second. I really like this. This is right now. This we're looking at the same first four that were the first four last year, which is a rise Correa, Buxton, Polanco, one through four. What if you had Tyler O'Neill hitting fifth, or Ryan Mountcastle hitting fifth, or Christian Walker hitting fifth, or Yanni Diaz hitting fifth, or Ramon Laureano hitting fifth? It's it's most exciting, like with O'Neill. And then Kirilov six playing first, Miranda seven, Joey Gallo eight, Christian Vasquez nine. So we have Louis leading off at DH, Correa short, Buxton in center, Polanco playing second, Tyler O'Neill playing left, an elite left field defender. First base is Kirilov, third base is Miranda. Right field is Gallo, catcher is Vasquez. It's a really nice lineup. And defensively, you got a lot better. You got better because O'Neill is truly an elite left fielder. Vasquez is a good defensive catcher, better than Gary Sanchez, certainly, better reputation. And Joey Gallo is an elite right fielder. So your your outfield would be O'Neill, Buxton, Gallo. Like it's hard to have a better configuration than that defensively. And there's there's offensive upside, certainly in the power department, like 30 home run power at every single spot. 40 home run power in right field with Joey Gallo, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not hip on the Gallo thing. I'm, I'm just saying like the upside there is interesting. And then you have Correa back at short and you have Vasquez, as I said, defensively behind the plate. So it's all, uh, it's all speculative, but it's interesting. And I thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry about the Vikes uh, pitchers and catchers report, I believe in 29 days. So let's look forward to that. Thanks for making lockdown twins. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.